Are you ready to become the dad you were meant to be? Good, because this is the Epic Dad Legacy Podcast, where imperfect actions are better than perfect ideas, promises kept are more important than promises made, and nothing happens unless you make it happen. My name is Drew, father of three, the founder of the Epic Dad Company. My mission is to help dads up their game and become the husbands, fathers, and men they are called to be. We need Epic Dads now more than ever. And it is your responsibility and obligation to become the best father you can be and show your kids what is possible. Listen in for weekly tips, strategies, and actions you can take to go from average dad to epic dad. Thanks for listening. Now let's start the episode. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Epic Dad Legacy Podcast. We have got an awesome episode for you today. Hey, if you are just joining, if this is your first episode, my name is Drew Camp. I am the founder of the Epic Dad Company, and my mission is to help you level up as a dad and become the husband, father, and man that you are called to be because our culture desperately needs you to step up as a father. So, hey, today we have got on Leighton Cook. Uh, so Leighton is a father of two girls, uh, about to be a father of uh, of a boy. He is a professional skateboarder. Uh, he's a leader in the Squire program, which is a father-son journey where both father and son are taken through a 15-hour long ritual that will have a lasting impact on both of them for the rest of their lives. Now, I have been following Leighton for some time uh, on social media uh, when I first heard him on a podcast with a mutual friend um, of mine, Roderick, from Forfeit Fatherhood. Um, and so really connected with Leighton, his story, and wanted to dive in and learn more. And so we've been trying to get this on the books for some time. So super excited about this, guys. So Leighton has used his personal story growing up without a present father and finding the importance of male mentorship to build a platform uh, where he now creates and shares content to help fathers step up and lead the way they are capable. And today on this episode, Leighton and I, we talk about his journey growing up without a present dad and the impact that had on him, how male mentorship and role models played such a pivotal role in his growth. We talk about the most important values that we can teach our children how becoming a better dad makes you a better business leader. And we also talk about how we can't just consume content. We can't just be consumers, but we need to take action to improve our lives and the lives of our families. Guys, you are going to want to break out the notepad and jot down some notes during this episode with Leighton. We go deep on how you can start leveling up and becoming the father that you desperately need to become. So with that, guys, let's hop into today's episode with Leighton. All right, what is up, Mr. Leighton Cook? How you doing, man? Or What's King Cook, on, should yes. I say? Yes, sir. What's going on, Drew? How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. I've been looking forward to this conversation for, for a while, man. Um, yeah, we, we kind of chatted for just a, a minute before we hopped on here. And then I've, I've followed you on social media, kind of know a little bit about your story, what you have going on, what you're doing now, but I don't know a ton. So I, I want to really dive in, get to know you better um, and just have a conversation around fatherhood, man. So I'm, I'm super pumped to have you on. Totally, man. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for the invite. For sure, man. Uh, what What is this hat about? No boxing, no life. Oh yeah, dude. This is a one of the boxing. Actually, it's a Canelo's boxing hat. Huge Canelo fan. Uh, one of my favorite fighters right now. And uh, yeah, it's just one of these hats that, that I rock, man. I've been boxing for uh, twelve years. Um, I've been a passion of mine for a long time. And so, anyways, just some 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 merch. 
Yeah, I got it, man. And you're a uh, you're a skateboarder too, right? You've been skating for a long time. Yeah. So actually, that's that's the reason why I didn't take uh, boxing more seriously because it was kind of like I came. I was at this fork in the road where it was like you know skating. I started excuse me. I started skating first. I started skating when I was 11, and um, you know got sponsored and was traveling and filming videos and doing stuff like that. And so that was kind of like you know as a kid that was like my career. But then I loved. I fell in love with boxing when I turned 16. And then it was like, how oh, I like fighting. I've always loved fighting. And so it was kind of like I had to choose like my, my older brother, who's not my older brother by blood. He goes, um, he's the one who taught me. He's like, bro, listen, you can't you can't play fighting, bro. You can't play boxing. It's either you're all you know skating or you're all boxing, whatever you have potential, whatever. But you got to choose. And so I was already deep in skating. Um, I've always loved skating. It's been a passion of mine even longer than boxing. And so I was like, all right, it made sense to stay over there. But um, yeah, dude, boxing has always been something to kind of you know, uh, I just been into for a long time. Yeah. Cool, man. No, it's, uh, I, I want to, um, have a deeper discussion about that. Cause I think it's an important lesson of like, you need to go all in on yeah. something. Right. Um, yeah. but yeah, I had the same thing, man. So I grew up, um, playing all kinds of sports. So, you know, baseball, football, basketball, and then I got into, uh, uh, rollerblading or like skating, mm-hmm. like, a, you know, aggressive inline skating or whatever, yeah. uh, when I was a kid and, uh, it was me and my friends in the neighborhood we would make these like, you know, stupid things that we could like grind on, you know, in the cul-de-sac and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, it was, it was a blast, man. It's a ton of fun. And we got like pretty good at it. Like one of our friends got like sponsored. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, um, th- they actually ended up putting a skate park, uh, pretty close by. Nice. Um, and I remember my, I think it was my 13th birthday. Um, I tried to do some ridiculous trick, you know, over like some, you know, half pipe or whatever, and ended up just like cracking my arm, you know, like right in half. And then my dad right there was like, you gotta make a choice, you know, like, do you want to do this or do you want to do, you know, baseball? And like, cause baseball was the thing for me. So like, same thing, man. Like it was like, I put the skates away and like, I was just focused on baseball, you know? So, but I think it's definitely a broader discussion around like, you know, around the word balance and like, you really have to go all in on something to see like, you know, true success. So yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. It's just, like you said, it's going all in on something like making a decision um, and basically keeping your promises. Like the, the, the golden rule for, for men is like keeping your word. And so if you say you're going to go all in on something, then you got to go all in. Like, what does that mean to you? That means literally hundred percent just blinders on. Like, I'm just, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. Nothing else is distracting me. Um, I'm not gonna allow myself to get injured doing something else other than the goal. Like this is the game plan. I'm just here to execute. Yeah. Well, late man, tell, uh, you know, t- uh, like I said, I know a little bit about you, but I'd love to know yeah. just kind of like, Hey, what's your, what's your backstory? Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of take me all the way up to like where you're at now and what you're, what you're focused on now. Yeah, totally, man. So, um, quick backstory on my childhood. Um, it was just my mom and I growing up, um, grew up. So my dad, was uh, in prison. He was incarcerated from when I was 10 months old all the way up until uh, two, no, now three years ago now. He came home in 2020, um, February of 2020, literally a month before the shutdown. Actually, the shutdown was part of the reason why he got out. Okay. Um, you know, it, it wasn't, he wasn't violent. He was, you know, good behavior, that kind of thing. It was like, yeah. hey, you know, there's going to be a bunch of craziness going on, you know, and it's kind of, that's how, kind of how that got set up. Um, but anyways, uh, he was gone for, for 24 years. And so, um, I just grew up without him and, uh, mom did an incredible job. Like now me being a father, me being a parent, I look back, I'm like, dang, I don't know how she did this and did that and whatever, because my mom worked uh, night shift. She was a house supervisor at, at a, a, a hospital in LA and, uh, dude, insane stories. Every time she come home, there was something crazy going on. And it was just like in the heart of LA, 
just nuts, right? Um, she worked night shift. She'd come home in the morning, uh, like 7, 7.30 a.m. <clears throat> Either when I was uh, homeschooled, she would come home straight after a 12-hour shift and be my teacher and just go <laughs> straight into teaching. Or when I was in public school and I begged her, like, please let me go back to school. I want to be with my friends, whatever. Um, she'd come straight home then take me to school and she'd be awake until like in case like, you know, I needed to mm -hmm. I needed to call her. I need to get in contact with her. And so it was just like the ultimate like sacrifice, man. And when you're a kid, you don't really understand. Like you get it like, dang, that's crazy. She's been up all night. Oh, well, go on with your day. But now when you're a parent yourself, you're like, damn, man, like you've been up all day, not just up, just sitting in a chair like you've been making your rounds you know, checking on this nurse and doing this and this freaking, this fight happened or whatever happened, like an emergency all night and uh, you're on your feet and then you come home, which is even the harder job to deal with your child. Like that's even crazier. So um, much respect for her, but yeah, it was just her and I growing up. And uh, I think because I didn't grow up with my dad, I was kind of always searching for uh, a, a role model, a masculine role model, a male figure that I can look up to throughout my life. And so that's why earlier when I said my older brother, Aaron, who's not my older brother by blood, uh, Aaron was somebody who I looked to as one of those figures. He was literally like, he became an older brother to me. And uh, at the time he was king of the cage champion, uh, welterweight. And so he taught me how to fight. And and that's kind of how I, I mean, I already love fighting, but he kind of took me under his wing and taught yeah. me correctly. How, how did you get, uh, how did you get connected with a, a, you know, kind of a mentor? Um, yes. Is yeah, that something so you were, you were out seeking? Yeah. So actually this Aaron was like, it's almost like Aaron was brought to me. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. what happened was, and actually Bedros, same thing. Like if anyone who doesn't know who Bedros is, Bedros Koulian, um, you know, big on social media, big entrepreneur, uh, founder of Fit Body Bootcamp. But anyways, that's my mentor now. He's been my mentor for years, but uh, Bedros and Aaron were both, you know, brought to me through my mom, right? Because my mom had friendships with both of them. And that's how kind of how I was introduced to him. So I actually met Aaron and Bedros around the same time. Uh, my mom, super big into fitness, always working out. She took boxing lessons, like a fitness core, a fitness class. Mm -hmm. And then also like doing uh, Bedros's his outdoor boot camp before it became fit, excuse me, before it became fit body boot camp. It mm -hmm. was like a, it was fit body, but it was like, it was just out of park. Like it was <laughs> multi-millionaire, yeah. crazy. And so I've known him for a long time. And so around like 10 years old is when I met both of them. Um, and I remember going into the gym and I don't know if my mom, I don't think she was taking a lesson, but she was um, doing something, picking someone off the gym or whatever. But I remember going into the gym and seeing these dudes who were just like, like, it was like the Avengers to me, man. Like seeing Aaron, seeing Bedros, seeing um, this guy named, uh, uh, I forgot his name, I think it was Armando. But anyways, these bodybuilder dudes, they're like, you know, young entrepreneurs doing the thing, whatever. Aaron's king of the cage champion. Like these dudes are just gangster. I was like, damn, I'm trying to be like that. And so, um, so that's kind of how I got introduced to them at a young age. Um, but me and Aaron got really close because my mom uh, was looking for somebody to watch me at night when she was gone. Mm -hmm. And um, it was, and Aaron was also looking for a place to stay at the time because he fell on tough times. So it kind of just worked out say, Hey, you know, move in um, and, you know, in exchange for a room, you know, watch Layton for me while I'm gone. And, you know, that's it. That's kind of how that worked out. Um, what was dope though, when Aaron moved in, <laughs> dude like great uh, great influence as far as like taught me how to be a better man taught me how to fight taught me how to talk to girls taught me how to you know all kinds of different things right that you'd look up to like for like an older role model um but then at the same time like aaron would also be the really cool one he'd let a lot of things slide like hey don't tell your mom do whatever so <laughs> it uh it was it was a good time man it was a great great relationship and aaron and i have been uh 
had been you know like like brothers for i don't know 10 plus years um, yeah so yeah dude it's, it's been great man for sure dude what what uh i mean what incredible insight that your mom had right uh, understanding that you you need that role model with with pops not being around you know and and um i mean you look at culture today right and single motherhood is is you know exploded um and and we just talked about right like moms are incredible like your mom was was working nights she was up during the day she was taking you to school she was homeschooling like all that stuff right she's doing all this work and it's like Hey, moms are incredible, but like a, a, a boy, especially right. Like a son, like needs that father figure, that role model, that you know? Um, and yeah, just what incredible insight from your mom to, to know that and to like expose you, you know, to that. Yeah, yeah exactly, man. It was, it was so major, man, because literally what you said, it, it's just not going to be the same, you know, for a woman to raise a young, a young man is the same as a man can. There's a lot of things that women can teach, um, but there's a lot of things also that it has to come from a man. And uh, otherwise, it's just not going to be the same. And so um, she definitely saw that value in that and, and making sure that she could kind of connect me with these different people. Um, and it's worked wonders for me. Like, obviously, there was a lot of issues I kind of had to work through not having my dad growing up. But at the same time, I don't really feel like I missed out that much because I had so many awesome, you know, mentors mm-hmm. growing up just on, the, on yeah. the block, in the neighborhood, in the cul-de-sac, um, you know, uh, teachers, you know, whoever else. So it was, it was dope. Yeah. And I think it, it's a testament to you, to, to us, you know, guys that are dads now, right. Um, that we need to be that figure for someone else. Yep. Right. And, and, you know, whether we have, have girls, boys, whatever, like, obviously we're going to show up and be the best dad we can be, but there's like, there's a ton of kids out there that need that, right. That need exactly what, what, what you went through um, to be that, that mentor, that kind of role model. Right. And so there's a ton of ways we can do that. And this is something that I'm, I'm just kind of getting into now is like, coaching right is like you know kids is like specifically because my, my daughter's in softball my son's still a little bit young to be playing he's, he's only 20 months but um this this spring i'm taking on uh you know an extra role as baseball coach right for for you know a junior varsity and uh it's funny i had a conversation with one of the coaches and they were like yeah you know um your your baseball expertise you know it's going to be awesome and i was like I'm, I'm not doing it for that right like I'm doing it for, you know, for that, right. That mentorship, like for those kids that maybe they don't have a dad around or maybe dad is at home, but he's not present. He's not teaching these values. He's not pushing them, you know, and challenging them and really like helping them fulfill their potential. It's like, no, baseball is just a vehicle, right. Um, to, to go out there and be that, that role model and that mentor for them. So I'm really looking forward to that, man. So I would encourage guys that are listening. It's like, there are a ton of kids out there that, that need that guidance and that, that help. Um, and, and we're in a position to be able to offer that. 100%, man. I mean, that's, dude, it's such a beautiful thing, man. The fact that, cause listen, here's the thing. Like, I really believe that, you know, we end up in these roles because, you know, a lot of times we're trying to kind of, you know, help coach the younger version of ourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, um, I kind of fell into this and making content about, you know, being a better dad and, and, you know, or being a better man in general, really. Uh, because that was stuff that I was trying to watch when I was growing up. Like that's mm-hmm. literally I actually started a business um, when I was a little bit younger, a few years ago, um, based off of what I was looking for when I was growing up. I was trying to figure out, you know, how to like what business should I start? What should I get into? You know, how can I make more money for my family? And uh, Bezos actually, we're having a meeting one time and he was like, dude, like low hanging fruit, bro. You're a badass skater. You know, you should teach people how to skate. And so I was like, OK, cool. So I started up a skate school and uh and taught you know kids how to skate and it was dope um but when i was growing up and i first started skating my mom was looking for like a coach but it was like a skate coach like it's not like a thing and so uh, we can find anyone and so it's cool that come around full circle that i can now be that person for you know the next generation 
Um, and so I really think that that's the case, man. Like we kind of just become the people that we needed when we were younger, mm-hmm. uh, whether that be in sports, whether that be, you know, kind of just a positive role model, um, you know, uh, whatever else, politics, so you can kind of get into that because you want to be the change instead of waiting for someone else to do it. Mm-hmm. I really think that's, that's, uh, that's, I think a big, at least it should be a big motivation for people. If you're trying to find your purpose, you're trying to figure out where you should go, what direction, maybe start with, you know, kind of what did you need when you're growing up and then be that person. Yeah. Yeah. hundred, hundred percent, man. So what are you, what are you doing now? So I know you've got, you're, you're helping out. I see your content you're putting out and stuff like that. Like, like what is your message like for dads and like, how are you connecting with dads right now? Yeah. So as far as that side of things, um, doing it, you know, obviously through content, um, and then also through the Squire program, um, which is, Uh, yeah, Bezos founded that program. Um, and it basically is a, a rite of passage for fathers and sons to go through. It's a whole experience, a one day experience where they basically come out to the ranch that we have in Temecula, California, and they go through like almost like a almost like a military type training. Um, but in between these physical evolutions and the physical challenges, we're also teaching them things in the classroom about, you know, self-control, talk, teaching them about finances, teaching them about you know, girls and, you know, how to carry themselves as a man and what does it mean to be a man, masculinity, all this stuff. And so we're basically just putting them through this, this big, this big learning experience. Right. But, um, you know, it's funny because the Squire program is, you know, really supposed to be for the sons, right. To teach them. But it's funny when the dads leave, we ask testimonials, we kind of ask, Hey, what was your favorite part of the day? You know, did you enjoy it? What can we do better? And the dad's like, you know, I actually, I wanted to bring my son like Max out here, for example. And uh, I thought it was for him, but I realized like, I needed this. Like I needed to learn this. I didn't know this. You know, I didn't know that, you know, you needed to, uh, you know, stand, you know, behind a lady when you're going up an escalator. So she falls backwards, I can catch her. And if you're going down an escalator, I need to stand in the front so I can catch her like just different little random things. And dude, I didn't know that lesson. I learned this. I'm going to take this and mm-hmm. this into my everyday life. And so uh, it's just a beautiful thing, man, like men helping men, you know, be better. And so that's what I do as far as um, like actual, I guess, work. Um, besides the content. So I'm an instructor over there at the Squire program. Um, and that's been awesome. That's been awesome. So that's kind of how I connect in that way. Uh, but I do wear a lot of different hats as far as what I do with Bedros doing, you know, sales and marketing for him and social media and stuff. And so uh, still, I guess, kind of surrounding content as well, like just mm-hmm. putting out positive messages, trying to help men be better men. Um, I help, you know, uh, uh, kind of put out content for the BK show. And uh, that's obviously surrounded all about, you know, becoming a better human being. Obviously, it's directed towards men, but there's a lot of women that view the show as well. And they can, you know, implement some of these tips as well. So that's kind of what I do. Okay. No, I, I love this choir program, man. Like, I like, love it. Like, when my son is old enough, you know, we're, we're heading out there for sure. Um, yeah. And uh, the, the reason I love it so much is, so like, I had two girls first, right? So my girls are seven and five now. Um, and, you know, obviously becoming a dad, like it was a huge impact on me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I, some of the guys listening probably know a little bit about my story. Um, but you know, I was, I was in a tough spot, right. I was in the military, kind of transitioning out of the military. Um, you know, I kind of had a lost sense of purpose, lost sense of meaning. Right. And then my, my first daughter is born. It's like, wow, like this mm-hmm. is my purpose, you know? Um, <clears throat> so, you know, raising girls has been an incredible experience. Um, but then when I had my son, it, things shifted again. Right. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, I'm not just a girl dad now. I'm a boy dad. Yeah. And, you know, I had to look in the mirror and and be like, okay, I, I, for my girls, I need to be the type, I need to set the example of the type of man I want them to marry. Right. It's like what, I, what my, my view of it. And for my son, it was like, I need to set the example for the type of man that I wanted to become, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, 
when he was born, I had to take a hard look at the mirror and, you know, really ask the question, like, am I setting that example? Like, am I being the type of man I want to become? Um, and a lot, a lot of the answers were, were no. Um, and a lot of the questions that I have were really like, what are the values I want to instill in him? Right. Like what is masculinity? What is manhood? Um, and so I, I went down this, this huge kind of professional development journey mm -hmm. on really like defining like, what is a man and like, what is masculinity? Like, what are these values that I should be teaching him? Um, you know, so a ton of reading like by Jack Donovan, um, you know, Bedros uh, for sure. And, and a, a ton of guys that are in this space, but one that had a huge impact on me um, was a book called the modern day, uh, uh, raising a modern day night, um, which obviously had direct correlation to, you know, the spark program and, and, you know, the um, modern day night program. Um, but that was pivotal for me because it really laid the foundation of like, this is what a man is and this is how a man shows up. Right. And I think be, why dads are having such an impact from the Squire program is because like our fathers didn't teach us this, you know, or if our father was around and, you know, a lot of us, our father wasn't around. Right. And so we're kind of having to discover this, you know, as we come into adulthood and parenthood and we want to be teaching the right things is like, we have to take that on ourselves to make sure we understand what values we want to instill. Right. And then once we understand those values, we need to make sure we're showing up and living as that example. And that's why I think so many guys resonate with the Squire program um, and the dads actually get, you know, a lot of time actually more out of there, right? Because they're like, cool, I know how to show up now. And I know, I know how, what the example looks like, right? Exactly. Dude, it's, it's, man, it's everything that you just said, man. I think that a lot of times, you know, cause we, we've heard it before where they say, um, even Bedros himself has said it, it's like, Hey, you know, with, with men, we need to be taught how to be a man. Um, because with women, it's like there's a there's a very physical evolution that happens, right? Their body changes, the menstrual cycle, like these different things, like physically something happens, and they've now you're a woman now, right? And then for boys, it's just kind of like it's not like we all of a sudden get pecs and we get big, like we just kind of we get you know a scratchy voice and maybe some peach fuzz, and and so that's kind of the argument of of like well we need to be taught how to be men. I think both need to be taught. Um, I think that, you know, mothers need to do a great job at teaching a young lady how to be a lady. You know, we don't sit like that. We sit like this and make sure this is taken care of or, you know, whatever, whatever. And then fathers as well with their sons, teaching them, hey, this is your responsibility. Um, this is how you show up. You need to protect, you need to provide, you need to do this. And so we need to be taught, man. If we don't have the, 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 we weren't taught the lessons, how are we going to pass the test? And so I think uh, with books like that, like How to Raise a Modern Day Night, um you know the way of men uh, like you said uh, with jack donovan like these different books um that's these are the the the, the answers to the test and so we mm -hmm. need to read we need to you know uh listen to mentors and different you know content online go to different programs like just expose yourself there's some things that you might not know and um and then you come back a better person like that's what it's all about you know yeah i love not having a big ego and just being like hey i don't need to be the smartest person in the room all the time like i just want to go and learn and be around people that are farther ahead than me in certain areas um, because that means I have more to learn and I'll come back even better. And mm -hmm. so uh, through books, through content, through different experiences, um, we got to teach, you know, our boys how to be men because otherwise they're just going to be, it's just going to be a lost generation. And we, man, we need to do that more than now today because the world is nuts. It's always been nuts. So I don't, I'm not one of those guys like, man, back in the day was better, bro. It's crazy. It's been crazy. It's always going to be crazy. Um, but nowadays, man, it's just very open, very like the things aren't hidden anymore. They're very like clear on what they're trying to do. And we got to do a better job at, at trying to uh, to mitigate that risk of our, our sons and daughters becoming a certain way. Yeah. 
Uh, 100% agree, man. Like, I, I was on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we had the chat about culture and, and masculinity and fatherhood and things like that, right? And I kind of gave the example of like the Homer Simpson effect, you know, it's like the way that the dads are portrayed, you know, in, in media and in, in politics and things like that. And like, dude, it's, it's funny, man, like that little clip from that podcast got like so much hate, you know, and I was like, that's, that's it right there. Like, it's a prime example, you know? Yeah. yeah. A bunch of Homer Simpson got mad in your comments, bro. That's yeah. What yeah. And uh, it's funny, like we, we went into a little bit of the conversation too about like, okay, like you have to back up and ask the question why, right? Like, why is this happening? Um, and, you know, some people, you know, go down the, deeper in the rabbit hole than others, right? But I think that we can all agree that like, there is an intentional attack on manhood and masculinity. And and we have to ask the reason why, right? And, and the reason why is because they're a lot easier to control, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you have weak, passive men. Um, and, you know, the, the really the debate comes, okay, well, who's trying to control us? What's the master plan? All this kind of stuff, right? That's where we can get into a debate. But I don't, I don't think there's any question that, like, it's very intentional, like, like that this is happening, right? And I think that we need to step up. We need to start leading. Uh, we need to figure out what values we need to instill. We need to figure out, you know, how to become sovereign and, and not dependent upon, you know, the government, upon, you know, any other kind of external factors so we can chart our own path. And so like that, that's our big message with, with kind of our company, our program is like, awesome. you have to step up, you have to start leading, you have to start taking responsibility, you know, rejecting passivity and really just start leading mm-hmm. courageously, you know? Yeah. hundred percent, man. And it, I got to say this too, man, like it, it starts with, with action really. I mean, there's so many different podcasts, different shows, different, you know, like, and listen, we're literally on the show right now talking about this. I make content about this. Bezos makes content about this. There's so many different creators now talking about masculinity and manhood and how to be a better father, all these different things. But none of it matters if you don't actually mm-hmm. you know, act on it. Like you don't mm-hmm. actually do the things that are being said in these shows, on these podcasts or that's written in these books. Um, the advice that they're giving you, like you have to take that and actually do it because otherwise it's just a feel good, you know, podcast. Like I listened to that one show and it was dope. It taught me how to do this and whatever. Yeah, I think I might do that one day. Like not enough, man. You got to act on it. You know what I'm saying? And and we, we for the most part, know what we need to be doing. We know that we probably should be in better shape. Um, you know, if you probably need to make a little bit more money, if you're, if you're like struggling or something, um, you understand, like if you're having trouble in your marriage and your, and your wife kind of, you know, seems like she doesn't respect you as much, you kind of understand what you need to do to like get yourself out of that, that hole. But, um, it just comes from action. Like none of that's going to work if you don't act on, on the things that you're feeling, those promptings you feel you got to act on it, dude, you got to move. You know what I'm saying? And so, <clears throat> yeah, that's that's like my biggest message for for guys is almost like, yeah, talk about this stuff. Great. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm all about the content game. Put it out there. But let's act on it, too. Let's show them like how to actually do it. Like show them how to get on their workout routine on point. Let's show them how to, you know, get their nutrition on point. So not just for them, just to be, you know, big meathead Jack dude. But then he's going <clears> to <throat> show his family how to do it. Mm-hmm. Now it's not just him who's being a fit dude, you know, um, but also now he has a fit family because they're looking after they're, they're following his leadership. And so teach the man, have him act on it. And then he's going to teach his whole family. That's going to teach all generation, but that's what it's all about, man. It starts with action. All right, guys, pausing this episode with Layton for just a second. Hopefully you guys are getting a ton of value from this conversation. I know that I definitely am. Hey, if this is resonating with you, If you understand that you need to surround yourself with a community of men that are going to push you and challenge you beyond what you are currently capable of, uh, then I want you to join the Epic Dad Crew. The Epic Dad Crew is our monthly community 
of absolute savage dads that get together on a regular basis. We talk about our four pillars, which are our body, our relationships, our mind, and our finances. And like I said before, we push each other, we support each other, we challenge each other, and we hold each other accountable to becoming the type of men that we say we want to be, to becoming the type of men that our family needs us to be, that our children need us to be, that our community needs us to be. Listen, guys, the lone wolf mentality is a losing battle. If you are out there trying to get better on your own, if you're trying to level up on your own, there is only so much that is going to take you. You need to be surrounding yourself with the right type of men, the right community that is going to push you beyond what you're currently capable of. And if you would like to join the Epic Dad crew, we are now open for membership. And if you sign up right now, you can get your first month access for free. So go ahead and hit the link below. Fill out a quick form and sign up and we will see you inside the crew. Yeah, I think it starts with action. And the, one of the things that's going to help to um, instill that action and get you to actually take action is, is community. You know, and kind of what you were talking about right here, right? It's like, you can listen to this podcast. You can listen to any podcast that kind of like talks about this stuff. And it's like, hey, here's what you need to do, right? But I think, and this is again, kind of part of like what, what media has pushed down for a long time is this like lone wolf mentality, right? Mm -hmm. Of like, you know, I'm the dad, I'm going to shoulder all this stuff myself. I'm going to figure it out myself, you know, but I think that's a losing mentality. Um, and, and you need to be surrounding yourself, right. With a community, um, that's on the same path, right. That has maybe different end goals, but like they're all marching in the same direction and, and want to level up and get better and start leading. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and so like there, there's a ton of communities out there, right. But you don't, if, if you go about it yourself and, and alone, it's going to be so much harder to take that action. But if you surround yourself with, with guys that are on the same mission, like you're all going to want to push each other and load each other up, you know? That's where all, man, it's, it's with the tribe, bro. It's with the yeah. tribe, like doing everything by yourself, that whole like alpha thing. It's the way a thing is antiquated. It's old. Like, it's just, you know, it's, it's never been that way. You've always had a tribe. You've always been stronger in numbers and you were by yourself. Like you can be a leader of a tribe, mm -hmm. but, just being the one like I'm, I'm just by myself i do everything by myself you're gonna die early doing that bro like you need help you know what i'm saying and and so you gotta have other strong men around you um to help you know keep each other in check hold each other accountable um you know different guys have different strengths um they might be able to help with like i'll give you an example this way <clears throat> i'm very um since i've known bejos for 17 years we're very close and because of that relationship, it's almost been like a father-son, mentor-mentee relationship. Um, I'm really close with his son, Andrew, and uh, Andrew's younger than I am. And so I've kind of been like an older brother to him. And so <clears throat> it's almost like this like hierarchy of like different levels of leadership and how we can kind of help each other out. But there's sometimes where Bezos wants to talk to his son about something. Maybe his son's not receiving it because we've all heard of the term like parent death. Like when your parents tell you, I ain't trying to hear that. I'm gonna go talk to that girl, whatever. She's good for me. I like her, whatever. But he's like, you know, uh, Layton, go ahead, man. Uh, next time you talk to Andrew, can you just bring this up in a smooth way? You know, kind of just plant the seed, you know, let him know about this, whatever, whatever. I was like, cool. I talked to Andrew about it. And it's like, dude, like, I didn't think about it like that. Like, that's actually a really good idea. That's some good advice. Thanks, bro. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> so that's probably the same thing your like, dad's been yeah, telling exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. it's like, but this is the power of having different men in your in your group, mm -hmm. in your circle, because he got a message across to his son that he wasn't able to himself, even though he might've articulated it a thousand times better than me. It's coming straight from his father. So it's just, a, it's a stronger source. Um, he has more life experience to me. He might have a story that he shared with him. It was potent knowledge. He didn't receive it that way. 
He's like, ah, oh, what do you know? You're my dad. Like, you're old. Like, whatever he thinks, right? And I tell him, he's like, yeah, 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 that's actually, <laughs> I call him to do that. You know what I'm saying? And so um, that's the power of having, like, you know, men in your life, like positive people in your tribe, right? Positive men in your tribe that you can lean on. Hey, man, can you help me with this? Hey, let me take care of this for you. Can I make anything easier for you? Like, it's all about how can we get the mission taken care of? I don't care mm-hmm. if I'm the one doing everything. That doesn't matter. Is the mission being, you know, carried out? How do we make that happen? And so, um, so I think it's a beautiful thing, man. Like to your point, like for sure, gotta have strong men in your life and uh, just kind of keep building the tribe. So at that point, you guys are just freaking formidable, you know, uh, group of people, man. Yeah. Well, Layton, tell me about family life, man. How many, uh, how many kids you got? Yeah. So I, same as you, two daughters first. My son is actually due next month. Oh, no kidding. Uh, okay. We're like right in the thick of yeah, things. Congrats, eight man. months, yeah. man. Thank you. Thank you. And so, uh, so yeah, man. So two girls right now, um, oldest is about to turn four in December, uh, December 30th, like almost the last day. And, uh, my younger, my youngest now until my son gets here, uh, just turned one. So she's about one and a half now. And so, yeah, we're, uh, we're in the yeah, yeah, three, three, yeah, three coming. small ones, man. Yeah, yeah, dude, exactly. <laughs> so it's about to be three under five. Let's get it. It's about to be a, it's about to be a championship boxing match. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude, man, it's so much fun. It really yeah. is. Um, I mean, it's, you know, I can't, I can't even like picture what life was like before having kids now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just look at that and I'm like, man, I just like, what was I doing? Right. Like uh, one, I just probably wasted so much time, mm-hmm. um, you know, because like now, you know, you're dude. so busy. You have to be effective with your time. Um, but then too, just like, like we talked about a little bit earlier, right? Like once my daughter was born, I felt like I got that, I regained that purpose, you know? And so I'm like, what was I striving for before? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even remember, you know, like, and now it's shifted. Everything is like, okay, my North star is like creating a legacy for them. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and making sure that when they leave the nest, you know, they are well-equipped to go out and, um, and, and not just like, you know, be an adult, but like to go out and dominate life, man. Right. Um, like, so I, I have this, uh, this, this saying, it's called like my identity statement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to connect with it every morning. Um, and part of it is about my kids. Right. And so I say, you know, I'm the father of, and I say my kids names and I say, they are my, uh, shining lights and flaming arrows, um, is what it is. Right. Because, you know, shining lights is like, obviously they, they fill me up and give me like such energy and such love, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then also they're my flaming arrows because, you know, when you really think about it, like a metaphor, right, is an archer, you know, he's, he's pulling that arrow back, right? And that's, that's me teaching my kids lessons, teaching them values, you know, instilling stories, uh, putting them through challenges and things and equipping them, right? And then when I, when I release that arrow, it's going out in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And so when that arrow lands and sticks, I don't want it just yeah. to stick, right? Like, that's why it's flaming. I want it to stick and like, just, you know, in a blaze, right? Yeah. <laughs> like they go out yeah. and create such impact for the world. So that's why I call them my, my, uh, my flaming arrows, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to know kind of like, you know, what was life like before kids? Mm-hmm. Um, what was your focus and how is, how is focus and, and purpose shifted now? Yeah, I think um, so before having kids, I've always been the one of my friend group that's very driven. The one that didn't want the average life. Like I was just like, that's just not for me. Mm-hmm. And so um, always been, you know, trying to start businesses and trying to, um, you know, climb the ladder when I was, when I was working at a job, it was like, okay, well, how do I get to the next level? How do I become like a key holder? How do I become a system manager? How do I become a manager? Whatever. That was something that was important to me and being in uh, a leadership role. And also to a little sidebar is I think that I got that from my mom when she was, uh, when I was growing up, literally bro, every time, like I'd either drop me off at school or drop me off at some kind of sporting event or whatever. So I was like, remember, 
you're a leader, not a follower all the time. And I'd be like, I know, like, I'm not trying to hear it at the time. Again, yeah, it's suck in though. <laughs> and so, uh, but over time, uh, I feel like I didn't struggle with, with, uh, you know, peer pressure and stuff as much because I remember my mom told me to be a leader. And, uh, and so that kind of translated also into drive and stuff as well. Like, you know, you're supposed to be, you know, the leader, you're, you can do this. You can like all these things, right. I was like positive brainwashing. Uh, I think that's something that parents should be doing brainwashing your kids in that way, letting them know, bro, you can do anything you want to do. If you really just, you know, put your head down and work. Yeah. Cause if you're not I'll doing say, it, if you're not doing it, then school's going to do it. Me yeah. Do it, right. So dude, like, yeah, you need to I think, it. I think the word brainwashing gets a bad rep. I get it. It sounds, it sounds negative, but there also is positive brainwashing for sure. And so um, that's kind of like before kids, I still had that drive um, that I was still, you know, trying to, you know, build my business and things like that. However, um, I realized after having kids, you have a different gear. I think anybody who's watching this, who's already a parent understands like, dang, man, like I thought I was working hard then. <laughs> nah. nah, man. Like once you have kids, you're still working, you know, you got to work hard like you were doing. And then another 10 times over because the job's never done It's different. And then also too, now you have the, the stakes are higher. You're taking care of a little one. Um, and it's not like a burden. It's like, no, I, I get to take care of this little one. I have to make sure that I raise them correctly. I provide for them. I give them all these different experiences. So it's motivating. But uh, anyways, man, the, 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 the work ethic just it had to get even better. Like it had to be, you know, I had to be better with my time. I had to be more um, just organized and be more effective with it and kind of, you know, control like impulse control instead of, um, you know, cause I'm on my phone a lot because of creating content it's very easy to just get, you're already on your phone. Oh, I scroll mm-hmm. TikTok, oh, I'll check some reels out, oh, whatever, respond to text, whatever. You have to be very dialed in, um, you know, when you're trying to build anything. But when you have kids, man, it's just, you realize you have another gear. Uh, I think mm-hmm. kids are a blessing in that way because they're just like another battery in your back, like, boom, no, 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 the job's not done. We got to keep going. And so um, that's kind of what, 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 uh, what life was before. And then life is currently where it's just like hungry. You got to keep going, keep pushing, keep driving. Because um, they just give you that 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 energy, man. Like you said, that boost. Yeah. No, man. It it like I said, I can't remember what life was like before kids, but I, I just weird. I can I can look back and be like, I know I was wasting a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. You know? I'm like, dude, I could have been doing this, could have been doing that. Like, man. And so, uh, dude, and anyone with kids knows that too. Like, you know, when you um, like, I, I wouldn't say this is like necessarily my favorite part of the day because I love hanging out with my girls, but they have a bedtime. They go to sleep at seven. And they're really good at sleeping all the way through the night. So once I put them down, it's like I know that we, me and my wife can hang out, have a long time, watch a show, catch them on a movie, whatever. Uh, which, by the way, I don't know if you have you seen that movie, Old Dads? No, this uh, it's a new one on Netflix, right? Dude, it's so is good. it pretty good? <laughs> it's hilarious, man. I got it from Steve. Steve Eckert's one of the uh, instructors for yeah, and, and uh, for the Squad program. But anyways, he talked about it, and I watched it. It's hilarious. Um, but, um, uh, any dad or any, uh, not even dads, like anybody should watch it, but it's funny for dads, especially you'll appreciate it. Cause it's talking about, you know, uh, how old school dads are versus new school dads. You just see a bunch of sissies nowadays, but that's besides the point. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, like it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just so crucial that, that we have that alone time as well. But what I was saying was when you put your, when you put your girls down or you put your sons down, whoever, now you realize, okay, I can get this done. I can clean the house. I can, I can do the kitchen. I can, like, you have all this time and it's only like an hour left before you go to sleep, for example, yeah. when before an hour was like, that's nothing. I can't get anything done in that time. Like, yeah. oh, I just I'm not going to do anything. But now it's like, everything is just so like, you're just so focused on, you know, the every little second, every minute you can get so much done. Um, having kids helps you with that, man. It, it kind of yeah. opens your 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 eyes a lot when it comes to that and so time management for sure they definitely got me dialed in 
Yeah, I, I think it helps you get, you get you dialed in, but then it also helps you understand that you have to be flexible too, mm-hmm. right, with, with children. Because like, prime example, my son is super sick this week. He's got, we think he's got RSV. Um, so he's like, yeah, he's coughing like crazy. You know, he's running a little bit of fever. He just feels, he's whining all the time. feels terrible. And like, he, that's not him. He's like the happiest kid ever. Yeah. Um, you know, so this week has been like crazy for me because he's not sleeping. Right. And so like, mm-hmm. you know, usually, you know, wake up at 415, go to the gym, you know, before they get up, but he's up at all hours of the night. And so it's like, all right, cool. That's not going to happen. Cause I'll get like an hour of sleep. So like, I got to figure out, okay, when am I getting the workout in? Right. At some point today, you know, mm-hmm. so, so you kind of have to like, yes build the routine right and you understand like you know how effective you can be with your time but it also helps you you know build that that skill set of like flexibility too because like right. kids are crazy man stuff's gonna pop up all the time you know like you know doctor point make it over this and and you got you gotta still get your stuff done right 100%. so it, it really helps you understand flexibility 100 you got to be flexible man like it's very like things can change in an instant like two days ago i was uh i come so what happens is i go in the morning i work i go to the gym work out in the morning then afterwards, I'll go to my mom's place, which is maybe like 10, 15 minutes away, which is where the studio is. And so um, I'll get some content done, crank on some stuff. And I do it here because I can make noise and I don't have to worry about waking up the girls. My mm-hmm. mom's you know, awake early. And so I can get all my work stuff done, like in the morning time. Um, and then I go back home um, to take care of, you know, taking either taking her to school, to preschool. She's in preschool now um, or whatever else I need to do or go go to the to the office. And so um, I came home the other day because I was picking up my daughter up so I could take her to, to school and literally I just walked in the house and she threw up her oatmeal all over the freaking bed and I'm like damn so I look at my wife and I'm like you know let's live obviously we take care of it after we cleaned it up though we're looking at each other like well like do you still want her to go do you want her to hang out like because my, my wife has a thing with like throwing up she's like just like super like what do you think she's okay? she's okay I don't know if she's gonna be fine what if this is what if it's that I'm like, I, she looks fine. She's dancing around, like she's having fun. Like it looks like she just got to get it out, right? <laughs> so, anyways, we, uh, I was just like, I think she's fine, but listen, your call. I know you have a thing with that, uh, but either way, I got to go to work after this, so let's figure it out, right? And so uh, we ended up taking her to school. It was fine. She had a great day, and it was everything was cool. The, the teacher said, I, I wouldn't even know unless you told me that that happened this morning. So it was cool, but it's very like you have to be flexible. You have to pivot. You have to. You know, we were like, we got to leave the house by 8.45 to get there by 9. When else you throw it, we got to clean stuff. We'll throw yeah, no. We got to go to the washing machine. We got to do this. Like, you have to be very, like, you know, pivot. You got to be willing to pivot yeah. and, you know, make adjustments. And, and man, it's just such a crucial lesson for life that things are not going to always go your way. There's going to be a ton of stuff that happens that, you know, you think everything's going smooth and then boom. Nope. Like, you need some adversity to learn how to get over that wall and then keep running. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's not going to stop for anybody. That's with if you have kids, you know, sometimes someone's going to pass away. You might break a bone on accident. You might tear something when you're working out, knock on wood. And uh, all these different things could pop up, but you got to figure out a way to just keep muscling through it, keep getting up and keep pushing because that's literally what life calls for. Yeah, I, I read this study somewhere. I'll, I'll have to like look it up and, and cite it because I'm probably getting the stats wrong here. But um, but it's it's that entrepreneurs specifically, right, is that the most successful entrepreneurs are actually dads. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, like you said, it's a perfect metaphor for life and it's specifically for business. It's like, you're, there's going to be things that pop up. You have to be flexible. Right. And as, as for guys that don't have kids, right. They may be a little bit more rigid or thinking, you know, like, like we got to get it done this way, you know, it's gotta be done at this time. But like, as a dad, all this stuff starts popping up. You build that skill set around being flexible and like, you still got to get it done, yep. you know? And so it just, it correlates, you know, directly to business and entrepreneurship as well. Cause like you got limited time. 
um, you're going to have to get it done, you know? And so it just, it just, uh, is it, is directly proportional, I think. 100%, man. 100%. Dude, real quick. I just want to talk about some real quick. Like, yeah. I, I was just thinking about it right now. I mean, I think I've thought about it multiple times, you know, and I, and I love this topic, but I just want to bring this up, dude, how dope it is being a dad, like in the first place, like, it's so cool, man, that, you know, cause like I said, you know, the, the mother and father coming together and raising these kids together is awesome. It's a beautiful collaboration. But the the father side of things, man, like it's so dope being the dad. Like there's just some things that women are better with. There's some things we're better with and we're better at you know, roughhousing and wrestling and showing how to, you know, get up when they fall. Like that's so much fun um, teaching them. Actually, I have a story. I took my my daughters to the playground the other day and my youngest um, can walk now. She has her own shoes so she can walk. I can like let her do her thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm watching my other daughter, my oldest, climb this little mini rock climb wall. It's maybe like five and a half feet it's not that big um but still for her it feels like a giant wall so i'm watching her do it and she's not looking where she's putting her foot like she's climbing up but she's not looking where she's putting her foot so she keeps slipping and she hit her stomach on one of the, the little knobs sticking out and so she's like about to cry well, you're good keep going so i start filming it and uh and anyway she climbs up again she's not looking and then she slips again falls she's like ow my stomach I'm like you got to pay attention you get you can do it though you got to look look at your feet so I'm like coaching her through it and she's climbing up. She makes it to the top. We high five the whole thing. And uh, I thought it was an awesome video. I get home. I show my wife. And she's like, she like hits my shoulder. She got hurt. Why'd you make her keep doing it? I'm like, she flipped. She looked, you see the high five of things? She did it. Like it was a good moment. She's like, but she, she got hurt. And I'm like, so dads are just like naturally like, dude, you got this. Don't worry about it. If you fall, just get back up, do it again. There's just certain things like they're naturally more like, no, protect, protect, like, in a way, it's like, I don't want to see them get hurt. No, it's okay. Keep them here. But we're like, no, no, no. Like, let them free. Like, yeah, I'm still protecting her. I'm still here. I'm guiding, mm-hmm. I'm guiding her. I'm coaching her. But we're just naturally, you know, uh, better at those kinds of things. And so when you come together, it's a beautiful thing. But anyways, all that to say, man, just being a dad is so awesome for, for so many reasons, man. But that story came to mind. I forgot what you said that made me think about it. But um, anybody that's watching this, which most guys, I'm sure, watching this are fathers, um, remember that man remember the fact that that it's a blessing to to, to be a father man to a, a girl to a boy uh, for all kinds of different reasons man like your role is so powerful you're literally you know raising this this little human to like how they're gonna like view the world like they can yeah know, it's crazy man it's so awesome but um anyways man I just had to say that because I was just thinking about it like just being a father is dope man for for multiple Dude, reasons yeah man. I love the fact that we can teach them how to you know be rough and tough and teach them how to you know get up and you know keep them motivated and you know coach them and all this stuff man it's just it's awesome yeah it's the funnest thing ever man it's uh it's it's like the most rewarding most frustrating uh you know thing you'll ever do in your life right it's like being a dad but it's just Mm -hmm. at the end of the day man it it is a a blessing and a responsibility um that we need to like gladly take on and take it seriously Mm -hmm. um and uh uh so i want to ask like one more question is just around like what values are you are most important that that you're teaching to your kids? And I'll I'll, I'll start off the conversation of, of mine of like, especially with, you know, the all this shit we've seen, man, the last like few years, you know, like accelerated through COVID and, and you know mm-hmm. all politics and stuff. Like a big one for me is, is discernment. It's like the value that I'm trying to teach, right? Is like I want you to be able to think for yourself um, and and be able to make a decision based off of your your own thoughts and mm-hmm. you know as opposed to like, you know, getting biases from everywhere. And like, I, I want to teach my kids how to think, right. Mm-hmm. It is like super important to me. Um, so 
prime example, like we had a discussion yesterday and I think the, um, another saying is like the best lessons are caught, you know, not taught. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm always trying to find like these little moments, right. Of like, where can I interject something in the conversation, you know? Yeah. And so like yesterday we were, I was driving my, my daughter to softball. It was a playoff game. We won by the way. So we're going to the championship oh, on Monday. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we were driving there and I was eating, a, eating a banana, right. I was like, let me grab something, a snack for the road. I'm like eating a banana. And she's like, Hey, did you know that, that monkeys only have four fingers? And I was like, I don't think that's right. Um, you know, so, and then like, this like, you know, yeah, like we looked it up on Google. I was like, no, you know, monkeys have five, five fingers. And I was like, did you know that like a monkey's DNA and our DNA is like 99.7% the same, you know, and my daughter's seven, she doesn't really know what DNA is. Right. So I kind of explained it to her and, and, uh, I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, um, it's really because of like evolution. Right. And I was like, you know, there, there's a lot of different, um, you know, people do think different things about evolution. Right. But I like told her what it was. Um, you know, and like, I, I don't know, like your religious views and, and, you know, not, not relevant to the conversation that, right. It's just like, Hey, yeah. evolution is a thing that people talk about. Right. And so like, I'm not going to shield her from that. I'm not going to push that on her. Right. I'll make, let her make her own decision. But I, I explained it to her. It was hilarious. Like the best that I knew how I explained it to a seven-year-old. Um, and then she, she just looks at me and she goes, I'm never going to believe that. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. Up. I was like, okay. Nice but now yeah, I was, like, I was like, okay. I was like, that's your, that's your decision. You know, okay. I was like, but I want you to make that decision um, and not, not have it forced on you. You know? So I think all that to say, right. is like the, the value of discernment and like knowing how to think has just been like yeah. super important to me, man. So I, I love to know kind of what are the main, you know, values that you want your kids to understand. For sure, man. I mean that for sure. Discernment would definitely be one for me too, because um that's something that I had to learn for myself like everybody else does but I remember speaking of 2020 and the COVID stuff and dude it was such a wild year for man so many different reasons bro there's black white mask no mask yeah. uh vax no vax like there's all these different sides fighting and uh and it was just it was just a horrible year when it came to just being divided um and so anyways all that to say that I was like I, I think about how I used to think then during that time like there's all these riots and there's this now there's the George Floyd stuff. Like I'm super frustrated. I'm like angry. I'm mad. And then, uh, and plus too, like people that I, I used to, well, I still look up to, but that I used to like, enjoy their content. I feel like I'm now I'm realizing I'm not liking them anymore. Like Kanye, you know, hanging out with Trump and then freaking the Hodge twins who I used to love watching. Then they go super Republican. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I'm like freaking unfollowed and unfollowed. And I'm like all mad, whatever. And then anyways, like the dust settles and I have to like sit and I'm like, just really like listening. Like, let me just be open to different people, different viewpoints, different ideas. And then I realized I was like, man, like I've low key had it wrong a lot of different ways, <laughs> just like just off of emotion, being frustrated or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and so anyways, I realized that dude, everyone has to have that moment where they realize like, dude, you got to just, you have to do your own thing. Like, yeah, just because you're, you know, you're a certain ethnicity doesn't mean you have to think a certain way. Just because a certain religion doesn't get, doesn't mean you have to think a certain way. Obviously, there's beliefs and stuff, but you know, we're all like we're all our own person. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I, I want my my kids to be the exact same way. Um, I would hate for them to feel like just because I'm their dad, they have to think a certain way. Yeah. Um, and so, dude, 100, percent I'm with you on that. Um, another thing too is is teaching them the importance of um hard work, man, and and teaching them through that through sports and fitness. Like those are one things or a couple things that I'm going to be teaching them that throughout you know growing up. Um, Because those are some of the few things you can do and teach them when they're little. Obviously, they're not going to learn work ethic from a job when they're a little kid or a toddler, but we can run together. We can, Mm -hmm. you know, they're riding a bike, they keep falling, they got to get back up, like being active 
and yeah. teaching them through there, but just man, hard work. Um, and, uh, what else can I say? Um, do, 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 do. So thinking for yourself, um, hard work ethic, um, and really how you do anything is how you do everything, man. Like, I think that's another big thing too, is you can't half-ass some areas and be like, well, but I make up for it on this side. It's like, man, we got to make sure that, that we're guiding them in the right way and showing them, Hey man, how you do anything is how you do everything. If you're, if you said you're going to show up to that thing, you got to show up to it, be a little bit early. Cause that means you're on time and teach them the whole thing. But, um, really, man, just giving them all the, the, the keys, you know, possible, all the stuff that I've learned thus far, which is not everything, but all the stuff that I've learned thus far, downloading that, teaching them that those same things. And, uh, yeah, man, just having them grow that way. Yeah. Well, wait, man, um, where can guys go to, to find out a little bit more about you kind of watch your content and best connect with you? Yeah, man. So on IG, uh, I actually, it's the same on everything is King cook on everything. K I N G um c-o-o-k-k um on instagram i think it's same on my youtube tiktok still the same so yeah man that's where they can find me um and uh yeah so i post some content of all kinds of different things man about how to be a better man um have some boxing content on there very rarely some skating content here and there when i can um but clips of my kids and and just teaching different things sharing different stories of fatherhood and kind of you know what that story taught me and all those kinds of things man but yeah sharing about my life on all different platforms at king cook yeah. Awesome, man. Well, hey, we'll link it up in the uh, in the description, man. Are you still skateboarding a lot? Dude, not that much, man. I went actually, coincidentally, I went like, I think it was last week or two weeks ago. Um, but before that, it was like three months. And so, uh, which probably doesn't sound long for some people, but when I grew up going every single day, uh, three months feels like three years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, not that much nowadays, but definitely want to get back into it for sure. And just get some cruise and, you know, get some get some clips when I uh, go over there. But yeah, I got to get back over there. Yeah, good, man. Well, um, excuse me, like I said, we'll, we'll link up everything in the description. You guys can go check it out. Um, dude, th thank you for coming on, man. Um, I mean, awesome conversation. I think everybody needs to hear, right? And and to your point, it's like, it's great to have conversations about it. But at the end of the day, we need to take action on it, you know, um, and, and have that kind of moral conviction and courage to actually go out and take action. Um, so guys, uh, two two favors for everybody listening right now is is one, I want you guys to to drop down his leader review on this episode um, if you found value from it, because that's going to help us rank higher, you know, in the algorithms on, on iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff. Right. And, and, you know, um, selfishly, that's going to help us reach a broader audience, which I think needs to hear this message. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one. And two is I want you to share this episode with another dad that's in your network. Um, could be somebody at work, you know, could be somebody in the, in the neighborhood, in the community. Um, but you, you really never know what's going on behind closed doors. Right. And, and there might be a dad that is, you know, going through rough times, he's struggling, um, you know, and he's, he's afraid to raise his hand and ask for help. Right. But this episode with Leighton, you know, and I, it, it may be what he needs, the catalyst to really say, all right, I'm, I'm willing to go out and have conversations and get help because ultimately that's going to help him be a better dad. It's going to help shift the culture. So those two things is leave us a quick review, shoot off uh, this episode to another dad. And then number three is go follow Leighton for sure. Um, go, go get him a follow. So Leighton, dude, I appreciate it, man. Uh, thank you for coming on. Awesome. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. All right, guys. We will see you on the next episode.